Well, hello there. Steve McCormick here, taking the helm once again on another episode of Tub Talk, the podcast for IT consultants. Now, this season, we're focusing on speaking to IT solution providers and managed service providers just like you to understand what makes them tick. Specifically, we're speaking to MSP companies that won awards in the recent MSP awards by SuperOps. Today, I'm joined by Jack Gray of FOMO Technology Limited, who won the Solo MSP of the Year Award at the MSP Awards. Jack is the founder and managing director of FOMO Technology. FOMO Technology is a Northern Ireland-based IT support and services company with over two decades of experience in the industry. Jack is committed to providing businesses in the region affordable, customised and personal IT support. Jack, welcome to TubTalk. Thanks, Stephen. Right, before we dive in, um, could you help us understand a little bit more about your company? Uh, which part of the world do you operate in and how many people are in your team? Right, okay. Well, first of all, I'd just like to say thanks very much for inviting us to be involved in your Tub Talk podcast series and, of course, to SuperOps again for the award. So FOMO Technology operates predominantly in the Northern Ireland market, mostly around the regions of Belfast and Lisbon. We also look after several clients over the UK mainland and the Republic of Ireland and as far away as Italy too. I have a couple of clients back in New Zealand as well. Our team is compromised of myself, a few local subcontractors, a level two remote sport engineer and a remote SOC and NOC team. Brilliant. Um, and uh, so what type of clients do you typically work with then and what do you provide them with? Well, we have, a, we have a diverse range of clients across various market sectors, ranging from the manufacturing industry, accountancy, IFAs, through to property management, and we have a decent-sized marketing and design agency too. Uh, we also look after local, a local school's IT infrastructure that has over 50 staff and 400 students. Most of the work that we carry out for our clients revolves around proactive IT support that is delivered using several IT-hosted services. The IT-hosted services that we supply consist of remote monitoring and management tools, cybersecurity protection, and backup services that are all proactively monitored around the clock if required. We also, like most other IT MSPs, provide different levels of IT support to all our clients, depending on what their IT support requirements are and how much they value their business data and their IT infrastructure. That's great. So you mentioned earlier that you that you still have a client or two in New Zealand. Um, so you had a IT business to start with in New Zealand, and then you emigrated to Northern Ireland. Um, you worked with a couple of companies there before before starting FOMO Technologies in 2015. Um, so what led you back into running your own MSP rather than working for somebody else? Okay, well, there's, a, there's probably a short and a longest answer for this. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure which one you want, but the short the short answer is that I married an Irish girl and she dragged me back here. <laughs> uh, the uh, the semi-extended version is actually I never really had a, a, an active interest in IT, to be honest. Um, my degree was originally in managing trees. I've got okay. a, a Bachelor of Forestry Science degree. <laughs> so uh, computers sort of challenged me at university. Um, so I sort of bit the bullet and decided to... Uh, you know, learn how they all worked. Um, and the, the reason I got into IT was by chance, really, where I was uh, over in Edinburgh on a, on a mate's weekend and ran into a couple of mates I did forestry with. And and uh, they said they were, this was 1999 Y2K, and they said they were doing IT down in London, making, you know, 25 pounds an hour. And I was on mm. probably about four pounds an hour. And I and they weren't the brightest crowns in the pack when, when it came to our degree. And I thought, well, if they can do it, so can I. And uh, I didn't even know what IT stood for. 
So I just pretty much, you know, brought a book. I think it was a big 900-page CompTIA Plus book uh, back in the day that was DOS 6.x, whatever it was. You had to learn as an operating system. So that sort of goes to show you how old I am. <laughs> and then uh, and then basically put the proverbial on a CV and and uh, and then way I went and got a job and uh, pretty much picked the rest of it up on the job really so uh, yeah that was that was the introduction to IT it was sort of a, a challenge for me learning about computers but at the same time I thought well look I read a book once about on how to fix a car how to become a mechanic and mm-hmm. I thought if I could apply myself to do that I could apply myself how to fix computers so that was my introduction to IT absolutely I mean uh, you are not the only person to kind of get into it in in a in a kind of sideways direction um i myself started out in in engineering so uh yeah so it is a it is a strange world how we get sucked in yeah so it isn't it (laughs) (laughs) but we are we are but you know look i I enjoy it so uh you know look it could be the most important thing isn't it yeah (laughs) So you must be very pleased then to win the Solo MSP of the Year Award uh, at, at the MSP Awards by Superops. Um, could you tell us a bit more about why you think um, FOMO Technologies won that award? Well, to be honest, I'm not really sure, actually. Um, <laughs> there, are probably, there are probably many several other small MSPs running around like us doing their best to keep their clients happy with their IT, trying to keep their IT running as smooth as possible, but... It's not really an easy game, to be honest. Um, if, if anything, I think we won because we, we seem to be doing okay with the IT systems that we have in place, al- along with a relatively limited set of HR resources that we have in our books. Um, personally, uh, I'm, I'm quite thorough when it comes to making sure that IT projects and support work is completed properly. I also make sure that I establish a good rapport with all our clients that we work with, because I'm a big believer in that businesses often like to do business with like-minded business people. Uh, so communicating and getting on with your clients is also key for us as well. I mean, it it really is, isn't it? It's a, and that actually leads greatly onto my next question, which is going to be about about communication. So, um, a solo MSP that works with a number of contractors, how do you manage communication between the people that are delivering services on your behalf and uh, and your and your customers and uh, and what tools do, do you use to actually manage that that flow of of uh, what you need from them? Look, probably like most other MSPs, you know, we 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 leverage a, a PSA ticketing system, um, and we also use a number of the services internally that we also implement for our clients. So, for example, Microsoft Teams would be an example of that. You know, most of our clients use Teams, therefore we use Teams. So, you know, providing we understand the technology and we can then, you know, leverage that and our clients learn from us as well and vice versa. So um, that would be one of our main sort of products that we'd use in terms of communicating. Um, and of course, there's good old email and and the phone, really. I mean, you can't really sort of go past those two technologies. They usually work quite well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, I think you kind of have to kind of always still have that kind of touch point between you know, all, all 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 the people that you're managing that you still have to occasionally pick up the phone and and uh, and yeah, we I think we I think we would be lost without that here too. So yeah, exactly. that's that is great. Um, where did you first hear about the MSP awards by Superops? Um, and when you found out, how did you find the entry process? Was it 
something that was easy to get into? Yeah, no, I think I think where it came from was that uh, we have a regular group of uh, teams calls with some guys across the pond there, so like-minded MSPs that were put together through the Tech Tribe um, as part of the um, one of those groups, um, pod groups. I can't remember what they call them now, actually, but. So we sort of carried on with our own group because we got got on really well with each other. And one of the guys just um, said, you know, look, these guys have got this award program. You know, Superbots have got some awards and and just put the link on to the team's chat and I just clicked on it, filled it in, you know, and uh, and that was it really. It wasn't really too difficult and, uh, and it didn't really take much effort either. So I just put a couple of sentences in about ourselves and next minute we got an email. I, enough, I didn't even know we'd won. One of the guys had found out that he'd seen the results and said, "Jack, you won." I was like, "Really?" <laughs> didn't, didn't even, didn't even, didn't even think twice. You know, how did it happen? <laughs> I mean, I, I think that those local peer groups are absolutely great for that kind of thing because it's so hard to to get on top of what is happening in the industry sometimes, and to actually get somebody else to say, "Oh, have you thought about doing this?" It's, uh, it, you know, they are definitely worth. Um, attending one uh oh yeah to about three now so because because i'm a sole really? msp we we generally don't really have much of a, a sales or a marketing armor and like that i'm sort of i wear all the hats so yeah. you know those guys are invaluable to us because you know we're able to sort of discuss different things in terms of technologies different services that they're using you know all the sort of issues they're finding and coming up grace some things all the wins that are working for us uh, and that, of course, you know, we like to share our wins with each other as well so that, you know, we can give each other a pat on the back and make sure we're not just doing this for, you know, for the love of it, really. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so it, it is, it's great. You know, it's, I'm, sort of, I'm very grateful for those other guys that we, you know, share, share our knowledge with and, and uh, stories, so it works well. That's great, Jack. Um, what does winning an award like this mean to your business? Um, how w- will you move forward now the, with this? To be honest, we're, we're very grateful for the award, to be honest. I mean, it sort of came as a bit of a shock to us. Um, and it's sort of, I guess in a way, it's, it's immense and highlights, you know, what we like doing on a daily basis in terms of providing the best possible IT service that our clients deserve. That's probably what it comes down to. Absolutely. And I suppose you can always, you know, kind of use this now um, in your marketing to, to you know, say that, you know, sure, a, yeah. along with your testimonials that you've actually you know won this so that always attracts new business hopefully so (laughs) (laughs) you get get those testimonials sorted as well actually (laughs) (laughs) great um so would you recommend entering uh this type of award to other nimble msps like yourself um yeah yes certainly i mean look you've got nothing to lose really i mean you know, ironically, we weren't even entering the award to be, to win. It was just really more of a surprise that we won. So that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Um, so back to you personally, then uh, now, Jack. Um, and I'm I'm intrigued. What have you found the most challenging thing about running an IT business? Um, you've run more than one now, so I bet you've got quite a few. Yeah, stories. I've got there. a bit of a list here, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm not really sure where to start with that question, to be fair. Uh, look, there, there are plenty of challenges. Um, you know, if anyone says running an IT business is easy, it's probably slightly deluded. Yeah. Uh, look, I, IT is uh, probably most you know as a, as a service-based industry and uh, as opposed to selling widgets, which in hindsight would be much easier to scale with. 
Mm. I mean, in the service industry, there's only a certain amount of hours you can work in a day. So to grow, you you need to hire more staff and work more hours as a, as a business as a whole. Um, look, what, what, one of the things that still challenges us today is uh, is our stack offering um, and standardising on a particular set of services, mostly around cybersecurity and trying to get a buy-in from all your clients. So they're all on the same services can be somewhat of a challenge. Um, you know, with, Some clients have different IT requirements and budgets, so one set of cybersecurity services often won't suit every client. So that's another challenge we come across quite regularly. Uh, we also probably spend too much time on, on research and development, to be honest. Um, we seem to be constantly reviewing different vendors, IT services on what they offer, and as a result, we can spend too much you know, evaluating their services, and, and again, that falls over to you know, re-evaluating our stack at the same time. So yeah. A lot of a lot of silver bullets, sort of you know, shiny objects that we tend to get. Sorry, silver shiny objects that we tend to get involved with there. Unfortunately, um, what else? We uh, finding finding suitable staff that probably want more money than they're worth would also be a potential issue. Um, yeah, you know, I think a few people are going to sort of relate to that at the moment. I mean, it is definitely an employees market, but I think a few of them are sort of, you know, it's. To taking the mickey a wee bit when it comes to what they're looking to get paid versus what they're really worth in reality. So I'm sure it'll swing around at some stage, you know, but that's a bit of a challenge trying to get, you know, good staff at a, at a rate that, you know, we believe is fair and equal. Um, what else is difficult and uh, challenging? Oh, look, keeping up all your IT documentation, um, you know, you know, even creating it from a start would be a bit of a challenge for us. I mean, we, we do have IT documentation, but it's, it's fairly limited. I, I sort of, I wish we. I wish I had more time to spend doing the documentation. If anyone was starting out in IT now as an individual solo MSP, I would recommend getting that right from the start. Having a ticketing system and making sure you're doing your documentation as you go along. We didn't do that, and as a result, we're finding it a bit more difficult now to scale because you need the documentation in order to bring staff on. So otherwise, staff come on and they potentially don't know what they're doing because your documentation is limited in certain areas. I mean, we do have. Decent documentation for a number of processes, but it could be a lot better. So we're still to get to buy the bullet and get into a proper documentation uh, tool um, that we're reviewing at the moment again. And again, that's another get another product, another vendor. We're also spending time reviewing. So catch twenty two there. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and look, and, and the last thing is, is, is I do I do do fairly a lot of long hours. You know, um, yeah. you know, I, until I can delegate tasks to others, I sometimes find myself doing additional work in the evenings. But don't get me wrong. I mean, like I, I do have a, a good work-life balance, um, but this is something that we're trying to cut back on. You know, I don't really want to be spending my evenings doing extra work, quoting, and doing the admin tasks that you sort of push off during the day because you're doing other work. So that's another challenge for us as well. It sounds to me as if you kind of know where you want to go next, and that is to kind of make yourself less central to it Correct. all and actually delegate things to 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 a another member of your team when you grow you know so um that's brilliant jack those are great things for us to to kind of chew on there um con conversely then uh what's the what would you say was the what what, what would you say was your favorite thing about running an an msp what what things do you enjoy most yeah, look, I, I think probably the, the most enjoyable part of this is probably the variety of work. Um, you know, look, one day is not the same as the next, you know, and and because I wear sort of multiple hats, the variety of my job is a lot more than the average 
you know, I, I'm, I'm sort of covering lots of different roles and everything. Uh, ultimately, you know, look, I'm a I'm an engineer by trade, so I prefer the technical work and everything else. But you know, there's all those other challenges of you know doing the, the marketing and admin and everything else that you need, you know, the finance and everything. You know, we do delegate a lot of that work away. I mean, I've got a good accountant and bookkeeper as well, so I do tend to pass it on to those people that are better doing their job than what we are. So, you know, that's one of the things. Um, I quite, quite I think I was quite like implementing new IT solutions, not only for our clients but for ourselves to make us work, work more efficiently in our own business and and see them in action as well. Uh, and that's that's pretty much it, really. Um, just pause here because I was got something else I was going to say, but I've already covered it. So don't worry about that, but there. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, I think you're absolutely right there. I think there's, when you are running your own business and it's just you, there are, there are so many hats that you have to wear and every day is a new challenge, but also a new way of looking at what you do. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think, I think you've kind of hit the nail there really, especially with a, with a solo MSP like like yours, you you must have a lot more challenges uh, to kind of cover. So, um, but it's part of that which makes it so interesting is the fact that you you are doing yeah. different things. So that's great. But um, getting 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 paid for it at the end of the day is also enjoyable. And getting well. paid for it, of course, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, what do you see uh, the next few years holding in store? For the MSP industry as a whole, then, um, and kind of where do you feel like you 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 could kind of branch into? I, I suppose is, is what what I'm asking there. <clears throat> yeah, look, I, I don't. Uh, it's it's a tricky one, really. I mean, you sort of read a lot of things about what people are saying and everything else. I mean, I wish I had that sort of you know crystal ball that you can stare into. But <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I would say that it'll just. For us, it'll be pretty much the, you know, in both probably most MSPs, it'll just be the continuing development, you know, the fight against, you know, cybercrime really and and bad actors. That's probably the biggest challenge that any MSP in this business has got at the moment. And it's trying to educate our clients to be wary that, you know, they're potentially not, it's not a case of if, but when. And uh, and a lot of clients just believe that it's not going to happen to them, you know, how big or small they are. And, you know, some of the smaller ones say, look, We'll do small that won't be we won't be impacted but you know it doesn't really matter now these days you know so you know and, and trying to get their buy into that so the majority of them that understand it will know if someone else has had an attack they will generally know about it and you know believe you fairly you know once they've spoken to other people as well they've experienced it so it's just then getting their buy-in for you know to make sure that they do implement those strategies and the security services to help protect their own business uh i think the cloud growth will continue to you know, grow uh, and consumerization yeah. as well. Um, remote working is bound to stay uh, with, you know, distributed workforces. So that's probably another thing to bear in mind. Uh, look, we had COVID and everything sort of, everyone went home and then we sort of had the, you know, the cost of living crisis and everyone's come back to work because it's cheaper to turn the power on at work than it is to be at home. But I still think there would be that just the, the the distributed workforce will still continue to operate, you know, and I think a lot of business owners have actually have been quite flexible with their clients or their assigned employees from what we can see and allowing them to work from home. So, but it's just a case of them managing that, you know, the productivity from those employees and, and that'll be their challenge, but we can also help them with that as well with certain tools. But that's their only concern, I think, for a number of business owners is that with that remote working is, you know, yeah. Is it working for them still? And, and yes, we've got Teams and you know Zooms and all that sort of carry on. But 
I think a lot of people still prefer to have that face-to-face meeting, you know, the the back to the office and everything else and being a bit more productive. So, yeah, that's always a challenge for most businesses, to be fair. Definitely. Um, so in terms of your business then, and particularly in terms of growth and maturity, where where would you like to be in 18 months' time? Do you know what? In 18 months' time, I'd love to have sold the business, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put a long way from that. So, no, no, no. Look, in reality, I think we'll probably uh, have to add a couple of extra staff um, and look to increase our client base and add some new financial targets. That's what we're probably looking at in the next 18 months. I think especially with, with a solo MSP like you, like yours, you, you are going to need to 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 want to add a couple more staff before you kind of grow out but uh yeah i think i think you've got a plan there by the sounds of it so brilliant um so what would you say are the potential challenges or obstacles that you need to consider in order to achieve this this growth goal then well that's it that is the challenge itself growth and growth and expansion you know it's relatively easy in a way to sit back and manage what you know what a term a lifestyle business yeah um as opposed to a, a sellable business but it's always hard to, you know, to, to let go when you're the main point of contact for most things within your business. Um, specific issues would be adding on the right staff and and keeping them busy and incentivized. I can't pronounce that word. Incentivized. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the key thing for them, really. Yeah, and I think you said it earlier too. It's 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 about getting the right staff that don't expect too much, and you know, in terms of remuneration uh to to kind of have them there in a developing role that 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 they'll want to kind of join your team because there are opportunities to actually grow within it rather than just have a nice big salary you know so yeah i think a lot no, of- look I, we know we know we're gonna have to recruit but we, we we've done well so far with external recruitment let's say using socks and knocks and couple of remote guys yeah. overseas and anything else so works out really well for us but it's the on-site stuff that you know you need yeah. a couple more guys on the ground here and uh you know we're, we're currently recruiting right at the moment but it's very thin pickings at the moment most of the good guys have already taken uh and the other ones are sort of wanting a lot more money than they believe they're worth um again they know it's their market but you know we, we, we'll, we'll choose the right person when the time comes and when it's right and, and uh but we're not just going to jump in you know yeah. Feet first and hope for the best. We just want to make sure we get that process done correctly. And, you know, a lot of people have warned us don't take staff on. I think it's because they've had, you know, bad experiences with staff in the past. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, look, you know, there's only a certain amount of sort of offshore remote working that you can actually do. You know, you need you need guys locally on the ground. And the subcontractors that we use have been brilliant, but it's just to take the next step, we need probably another in-house technician, engineer, probably a level two guy, something like that. So that's what we're looking for at the moment. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, right now, so who influences you uh, in business? Are, 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 are there any mentors, authors, or speakers that have made uh, a particular impact uh, on what you do? Uh, do, you, do you probably none, really. I mean, look, I, I don't I don't really uh, get hyped up about those sort of people, to be fair. Um I probably should I'd probably actually show more attention to this area, but uh, it's not really something I really you know. There are a few, there are a few people, but I'm not really go. I don't really go out and sort of buy buy a book off someone. Um, there's lots of books out in the market and everything else. So yeah, I tend to buy them, take them on holiday, and they stay in my bag. So um, you know, probably I'm, I should be probably more of a 
an avid reader, but I'm not. Um, I, I look, I've used some business coaches in the past, yeah. um, and, and and they've been brilliant, uh, and they really do make a difference. Uh, and so I'll probably look at engaging with another business coach probably within the next six months to a year. Uh, they're very useful for your business. So, if, you know, if you're in that stage where you sort of can't see the wood from the tree sometimes, I really recommend getting, you know, a business coach on board just to sort of help you out there. Definitely. Um, I mean, we use them here. So, uh, you know, that they are fantastic for when you just need that kind of, just that step to where you want to be next. It's, uh, they are really, really good. Um, okay, then, so... We're coming towards the end of the questions now, Jack, and, and uh, I just wanted to ask you: um, uh, Do you have any? Do you have a one golden piece of advice to give to budding MSPs who may one day win an award like yours? Yeah, look, it'd probably just be you know stuck at it, I guess. Um, look, some some days, you know, you feel like you're the statue and your clients are the pigeons, um, you know, but you just need to try and remember that your clients often don't understand what you do for them. And many of them don't even have a clue about what IT even is within their business. Mm. So try to add value where possible, educate them as best you can in a language that they can understand and, and they will, or they should appreciate your time and effort as a result. Absolutely. Uh, I wanted to say again, congratulations on the award. Um, it was best solo MSP of the year at the Superops Awards. Um, if there's anyone that wanted to reach out to you and continue a conversation with you, Jack, uh, how would they find you online? Uh, right, well, this is this is the embarrassing bit. Um, <laughs> we've actually never had a working website. Uh, so I did, I did the... see that, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that needs to be addressed in the next 18 months as well. So, uh, look, all, all our clients have been, you know, have just been referrals. Um, we've just we've just grown organically that way from day one. Um, there's actually a, we actually do have a landing page uh, on our website that's, that's been under construction for the last five years. Um, but uh, our main business landline number is on there, along with an info at email address. But the best way to probably find us would be probably through LinkedIn. Jack, I wanted to say again, thank you for speaking with me today, um, and once again, congratulations on the award. Many thanks, Stephen. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. And that concludes this episode. Thank you for listening. I've been Stephen McCormick, and this has been Tub Talk, the podcast for IT consultants. Goodbye for now. Hey, folks, Richard here. Thanks for listening today. I know you've got a ton of options for who you listen to nowadays, so I really appreciate your support. Do you have any feedback on this episode? Ideas for future guests? Tweet me at Tublog using the hashtag TubTalk. I respond to every tweet and really appreciate your feedback. Hey team, this is Richard again. Just one more thing before you take off, and that is MSP Insights. Now, every Tuesday, I share my thoughts on the business of IT with you, the managed service community. Thousands of managed service providers already subscribe to MSP Insights. It's easy to sign up, easy to cancel. MSP Insights is basically a short email from me every Tuesday without fail with advice on growing your IT business, plus cool resources I found, discovered, or started exploring that week. It's kind of like my diary 
diary of cool things and often includes articles or books I've read, tools I've discovered and events I think you'd be interested in, often sent to me by my friends and Tub Talk podcast guests. So if that sounds fun, a short tiny bite of MSP goodness every Tuesday and you'd like to try it out, just go to go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. That's gogo.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. Thanks for listening.